Hello and welcome to the Master of Demon Gorge podcast. Today we're talking about the Boxer Rebellion. So we are recording this on the weekend of the G7 summit happening in the United Kingdom. And the G7 reminds me of the Boxer Rebellion. Of course. <laughs> of course, Alice. Do you do do you have some sense as to why the G7 reminds me of the Boxer Rebellion? Of course not. Okay. Um, did you happen? I know you studied uh, Chinese history mm. at university, um, Chinese and some Chinese history. Did you happen to come across the Boxer Rebellion in your course? Yeah, I remember. I mean, I think it was um, a rebellion against the Europeans. Right. Right. So. That's true, mm-hmm. but see, it's already quite interesting because, well, first of all, why do we call it a rebellion? Why is it a rebellion against Europeans that would assume the Europeans were already in charge? But this was an event that happened in China. Yeah, right. But, which was not I mean, never. Well, so we're gonna get into this. Okay. Not least because, uh, well, part of the part of the uh, interesting things about it. One of the interesting things about it is that it is not called the Boxer Rebellion by the Chinese. Not even close. No. How is it called? It's called the Baguolianjun, the eight Ba-Guo-Lian-Jun. allied, the eight allied nations army, the mm. or the allied nation allied army of the eight nations. It is not called the Boxer Rebellion. If you go to China and say Boxer Rebellion, nobody knows what you're talking about. So and also, why do we call it the Boxer Rebellion? Right, we're about to get into that. And also, most Europeans don't know what the Boxer Rebellion was.、Mm. Right, whereas every Chinese has heard of the eight Allied nations. <laughs> if you type on my laptop, if I type in Chinese, if I type "Bag" or eight countries,、mm. it autofills the entering Allied Army. That's how that's how common the phrase is. Okay. Right. So what happened was. For our listeners, let's back up and tell the story from the beginning. Well, the beginning. I mean, the whole background to it is, of course, quite complicated. The events we're, we're focusing on, we're primarily concerned with, happened around 1900. So I guess really began like 1899, say 1900, 1901, and then finally came to an end.、Uh, <clears throat> but、um, you know about the、um, difficult history of China in the 19th century. Mm. After the Opium War,、uh, mm-hmm. after 1840 or so,、yes. there's a series of decades of、um, corrupt politics、mm. domestically,、um, facing Western imperialism、mm. um, over many years, and repeatedly、uh, losing wars, <laughs>、mm-hmm. <laughs> often to European powers.、Mm. First Opium War, 1840; Second Opium War, also known as the、um, uh, Second Opium War, 1860. Um, when when they fought the British and the French,、um, uh, Sino-Japanese War, eighteen ninety five, ending with the Treaty of Shimonoseki, which was what made Taiwan a Japanese colony.、Mm. Now that's very important to us as we're recording here in Taiwan, Taiwan. <laughs> right? But so in the wake of the、uh, Treaty of Shimonoseki,、um, the the the, the, the treaty, treaty with the Japanese that gave Taiwan to to, to Japan. Uh, China had to open up to Western commerce, to international commerce, much more readily than they they had done before. So, in the next few years after the treaty was signed, 
it was a there was an increasing number of European missionaries, business people, whoever, running around China. And there was ever-growing resentment uh, against mm. foreigners, mm. Uh, both because now suddenly they're all over the place, or not yeah. so suddenly, but there's more of them than ever, and because people are generally upset about these uh, unfortunate encounters with the international world, mm. and because increasingly China was falling into a semi-colonial status, being mm. being colonized left and right mm. by Western powers plus Japan. Japan is always the plus one, you know. Mm. It's always European powers plus Japan. Yeah. And uh, and in fact, um, uh, a great deal of uh, thanks must be given to the Americans for for what they did around this around what did this time. Do? The Americans insisted on what was called the open door policy. When um, when the Americans basically said, "No, no, no, let's not have any one power colonize China. Let's all have access to the Chinese market. Let's have China be an open door, so we can all do business in China." This perversely helped the Chinese because it meant that not no single country. Could colonize mm. China the way the British colonized mm. India, right? The way Africa, the way Africa was carved up into well, this is, this belongs to to France now. This belongs to Belgium. This belongs to Britain. This belongs to Germany, right? Mm. You couldn't do that because it was like, well, if everybody's here, then nobody is completely in charge, mm. right? All right. So, so then in the with with all the resentment going on, there was a group of people. Call themselves the Yihechuan or Yihetuan, the boxers. Yihe chuan, like, I mean, it, it sounds yeah. like uh, something linked to martial arts. Well, Chuan is is Chen fist. Is like, yeah, yeah, Chuan is fist. So Yihechuan or any kind of like a fighting style is often called something Chuan. So Tai Chi mm. is actually Tai Chi Chuan, right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Wing Chong is Yong Chuan Chuan, right? Something chen. something fist, right? So Yihechuan or Yihetuan, Tuan means group, right? Mm. Or um, uh, division or yeah, they they're basically a bunch of uh, people who were training in martial arts, who are training in martial arts, uh, pugilists, <laughs> some might call them, um, and many of them who also had um, these religious ideas that the gods would protect them, and that these uh, foreign, these demonic foreign contraptions like guns. Would be useless against them because they're protected by the gods mm. and 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 protected by the chi, <laughs> protected by yeah. their by their by their kung fu. Reminds me of a movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, the film Once Upon in China Part Two, starring <laughs> Jet Li, uh, substantially uh, portrays this 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 period in time mm. and uh, of course then it's a, it's a film it's a, it's a you know it's, it's supposed to be entertaining it's not exactly accurate but it portrays um yeah, the, yeah with right. crazy kung fu moves right yeah, well you know, well jelly can actually do them but you know oh, <laughs> right he can can fly <laughs> no 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 but <laughs> he can jump very high but you know uh <laughs> Um, right, but in the film, of course, they they called the, they didn't use the term Yihechuan or Yihetuan. Mm. They called them the Bailianzhao, the White Lotus Sect, mm. which is a group that was believed to be 
believed by some. Some scholars believe it was related to the Yihuqian. Some scholars believe it's completely, completely separate. But anyway, there, there was their way of sort of talking about it without directly talking about it.、Mm. Yeah. But so these people believed that a foreigners are devils,、mm. and b we were impervious to their guns. So oh, yeah. they started going around attacking foreigners and killing a number of Europeans or Japanese.、Uh, some of them like consular officials, some of them civilians,、um, and、um, the、uh, international community quite quite got quite upset about this、oh. naturally enough. And、um, a great problem with this was that. The Qing government, the Qing Dynasty government, at this time, with essentially the Empress Dowager Cixi in charge. You know、mm. about her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We can do a whole podcast just on her, so、mm. we'll, we'll set her aside.、Um, but long story short, she was the at this time the emperor's mother. <laughs>、um, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Dao Guang. Now it's Dao Guang. So anyway,、uh, and but she was the the old lady behind the throne、mm. who actually had real power, and、mm. the emperor just like sat up front and was a figurehead.、Mm. And so she and other ministers in the court were very inconsistent、mm. in how they wanted to deal with the boxers. The boxers,、yeah. because initially they were like. Uh, this is like a you know violent group of insurrectionists. We should we should put them down, and then they were like, wait a minute, we hate the foreigners too. They hate the foreigners. We hate the foreigners. Hmm. Suppose we let them do the dirty work, and then pretend like you know it was not us.、Oh, it wasn't、no. us, right? Or that、like、we、we'll、support them behind the scenes.、Um, so they had a policy change where they suddenly came to support.、Mm. The boxers, which was, of course was terrible public policy. You got this group of violent, you know, deluded,、uh, violent men running around punching, you know, every Westerner they could they could find, or like hacking them to pieces. And the government is like, "You go ahead, yeah,、huh? you go、mm-hmm. ahead." And and in fact, some some Qing、uh, officials, some Qing、uh, military officials, officers. Got conflicting orders, right? In the morning, they were like, you know, arrest all the all the all the、uh, boxers. And by the afternoon, they're like, no, let them go. Or like in the morning, they're like, I、right, stop all the Western、uh, officials, stop the Western military presence, you know, fight them. In the afternoon, it was like, no, let them pass. It's like I don't know what I'm doing, right? A lot of a lot yeah, of yeah, government, Qing、yeah. government officials were like, I don't know what what the hell I'm supposed to do.、Mm. And so the the meanwhile, the Western powers plus Japan. Uh, we're like, all right, we there's this is getting out of hand. We have a, obviously a small number of just like now, right? Your em- embassies would be protected by marines, protected by some troops,、mm. uh, and、uh, but there was not enough of them.、Mm. There was relatively small numbers, so 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 all these other countries, all these countries said, all right, we got to send more guys.、Mm. So so they they sent thousands, actually tens of thousands of troops. In China, to China, yeah, from 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 Japan, from Europe, from from、mm. India, from from Vietnam,、mm. from French Vietnam,、um, so tens of thousands of of Western of, of、uh, foreign soldiers suddenly show up, and uh, and um, and they've figured out by now that the Chinese government, the Qing government, was kind of kind of in cahoots with these boxers,、mm-hmm. so 
they go and and they go on a rampage. The international forces, they go on a kind of rampage into Beijing. They land at a port of Tianjin, which, as you know, is、mm. not too far away from Beijing and, and on the、yeah. northeastern coast of China. Right, it's not too far. Today, like a railway to connect to、mm. very easily, it's only 120 kilometers or something like、mm. that. So they march straight into Beijing and burn down half the city and <laughs> kill a lot of civilians. Oh yeah, kill a lot of people,、okay. burn down a whole lot of stuff. The, and the, the emperor, the and the the empress dowager, the whole court turns fugitive. They run off、mm. and then leave the foreign minister to like stay behind and negotiate while they are run off into the mountains to to hide. Ah,、uh, run off to the to the cool, to、right? their you're right, yeah, I know, right? So brave, so brave, so brave.、Right. So they all run off. So they leave the foreign minister to negotiate with the、mm. with the with the international、uh, forces. The international forces run into the forbidden city and steal a bunch of stuff from the palace. <laughs> and,、uh, anyway, set a whole lot of、uh, a bunch of places on fire. You know, kill a lot of people, and then was like, "Now you got to pay us back for the damage you did to our embassies, to our people."、Mm. Never mind that they also just destroyed a whole lot of stuff. So,、uh, so the Chinese like, "Okay, sorry, sorry, God, sorry." And they reached this、um, agreement to end the hostilities, which counts for in in you know Chinese history counts as one of the many unequal treaties, you know、mm. that they're still upset about today <laughs> in China. They're still still upset about this, right?、Um, they're upset about this whole century that happened after the Opium War between、mm. between the Opium War in eighteen forty and, 1840 and、um, basically through into the Second World War, right?、Mm. So like a hundred years, over a hundred years of stuff. They're still upset about it. So,、um, you cannot understand modern China without understanding, right? That a lot of people are still upset about this whole period and lust of that happened in it, and the eight Allied Nations incident, as they call it, not the Boxer Rebellion, the eight Allied Nations invasion is something that it features prominently in this story, and this features prominently in the things they're upset about, right? So, I mean, they're upset about the fact that there was. This group existed.、Uh, they were upset about. This is exactly what I was trying to. What what I want to get get at is that you see it's so interesting, right? Because in English, in in the West,、mm. we call this the Boxer Rebellion, which focuses on focuses on the fact that it started started with these guys, the boxers, so called Yihe Yihe Chuan, right? Yihe、mm. Chuan,、um, which puts the emphasis on the fact that this violent group of this mob, essentially. Had started it, right?、Mm. They started it, and they were going around attacking Westerners, civilians, you know, diplomats,、um, and just just killing people. So like <laughs> outright murder on the on the、mm. broad daylight, right? They started it, which is true. So, but the the in the、uh, nomenclature in the West, Boxer Rebellion puts that emphasis on them, right? Puts the responsibility on them,、mm. and then. But the Chinese, they call it the eight、uh, eight allied nations, Paraguay and during the army of the eight allied nations, which puts the emphasis on the Western response, which was to invade,、mm. right? So that no, it's your fault, or is I what the important part? The important part is not that a mob, a Chinese mob, started it. The important part is that then you reacted badly,、mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's like everyone's like it's not my fault, it's your fault. 
right? Everyone puts the responsibility on someone else, right? Okay. Um, but I mean, like I said, in the West, hardly anybody remembers this happened. In in China, yeah, no it's like everybody remembers it very very well because they all started learning about it in first grade in school, mm. um, and um, and uh, so so they signed this treaty to end the hostilities, and everyone knows this number. What was the what was the indemnity that the Chinese had to pay to the eight nations to cover their losses? It was four hundred and fifty million taels of silver. Tails of silver. Yeah, tail. Uh, there was a unit used. Um, at least the, that's the English term for the unit we used for like a unit of silver. Okay. It's called a tail. Yeah, uh, four hundred fifty million, mm. which translates to about ten billion dollars today. Mm. And the reason we all, that that number was resonant was that the Chinese population around nineteen hundred was about four hundred fifty million people. Mm. So it divides out exactly to one. Mm. One piece of silver for each person,、oh. which was a lot of was a lot of money, but also it it it, it kind of resonated for people emotionally. Like, oh, each of us has to give one piece of silver to these foreigners、oh. who came who came and burned down a bunch of you know bunch of places and killed a lot of our, our people, and we have to pay them.、Oh. Of course, people forget that you started it, <laughs>、yeah. or your people started it.、Um, so, like I said, it's remembered very badly. But then history, with all its all its twists and turns and vicissitudes and ironies, the money went to the these eight countries.、Um, but then one of them, the United States again, the Americans ah,、huh, always always being a little bit special, the Americans, specifically President Theodore Roosevelt, then decided that this money, eh. You know, we're not so happy about how we got it,、mm. and what we're gonna do is、uh, we're gonna have it benefit the Chinese instead.、Mm-hmm. So they took the money and they set up a scholarship、mm. to pay for the best and brightest of、Fulbright. Chinese students. No, it's not called. A, it's not a Fulbright. <laughs> that's 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 much later. Fulbright is much later.、Uh, well, we call it Gongzi Peiquan. Gongzi,、mm. uh, the, uh, the the indemnity fund. From the year, from the Gongzi year,、oh. which is nineteen nineteen hundred, nineteen oh one instead, whatever, um, um, which then paid for a whole generation、oh. of the best and brightest of young Chinese、oh. to go study in America, and the whole early twentieth century, the of the greatest, many of the greatest public intellectuals, many of the greatest figures in early Republican China, the early twentieth century. Were winners of this indemnity、mm. scholarship fund, F- including, for example, Hu Shi,、mm. who the writer、yeah. Hu Shi, the 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 right. He's the reason. You know how you know how the classical Chinese is like so hard compared、mm. to when by Hua compared to modern Chinese.、Mm. Well, Hu Shi was the guy who made it okay to, to write, write modern in Chinese. Hua, yeah. yeah, to write in by Hua. So without him,、mm. you all would be having so much more trouble <laughs> learning Chinese. And、oh, maybe Wenyan would be better. Well, maybe, well, that, well, well. Anyway, he reformed, he modernized language.、Mm. One man modernized the Chinese language. Can you imagine it? And he did it in his twenties. And we, again, we could do a whole episode just on Hu Shi. But just very briefly, he went on to be the 
the greatest public intellectual in Republican China. He was a Chinese ambassador to the United States during World War II.、Mm. He was instrumental in a lot of stuff.、Um, there's a park named after him here in Taipei, of course. There's a big、mm. statue of him. Anyway, so he was one of the indemnity scholarship winners, and there are a number of others who made great contributions. So the ironies, right? Without the Boxer Rebellion. Without the eight allied nations invading, there would have been no indemnity fund,、mm. right? There would have been, there would have been no would have been no indemnity, so no indemnity fund, no scholarship, no opportunities for people like Hu Shi.、Mm. So no, the ironies, right? Now, what does this remind remind me of the G seven? Yeah, that was about to ask. Yeah, what are the G seven? What、okay. are the eight, what are the seven countries in the G seven? France, Britain. I mean, United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. France, UK, UK US,、uh, Canada. Canada, yeah. Italy. Italy. Japan. Japan and Germany. Germany, of course. All right. What are the eight allied nations? Them. The same. The same, except no Canada. Yeah, no Canada. Yeah. No Canada, and then. Instead of Canada, there was the Austro-Hungarian Empire,、mm-hmm. which of course、mm-hmm. doesn't exist anymore. But at the time, right? And then plus Russia.、Oh, Russia. Russia, of course, was once a member of the G8、mm. until they got kicked out.、Mm. So had this been the G8, it would be even more perfect because then would be the same eight countries, just with Canada instead of Austro-Hungarian、mm. Empire, right? But、um, I was thinking about it. Just you know, the membership is the same. The、uh, essentially the same,、um, and and、uh, so you know the the same. It's the same eight or seven, same club of most industrialized, or most advanced countries, countries in in the world, right?、Yeah. It's the same same list of names from、mm. 120 years ago.、Mm. What does that tell you about history? What does that tell you about、mm. human affairs? You know, global、yeah. affairs. Well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this has been M O D G.